0: So I hope you're um, ready for yet another um, portal or aggregator story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what you see here is a screenshot of the Social History Portal, uh, which is an initiative to uh, bring social history collections that are scattered all over European institutions together. It has currently now uh, 137 uh, collections Uh, comprising more than 900,000 digitized objects and over one and a half million metadata records. So we do not only do digital objects, but also plain uh, metadata records. This portal contains archival material as well as library material, audiovisual, visual uh, visual material, um, everything. So we're not restricted to uh, really strict archival material. The social history portal is also uh, uh, a result of a European-funded uh, project, uh, Heritage of the People's Europe. I don't know if you have heard of it before. I know only uh, Richard has heard of it. <laughs> and but the project result, the social history portal, we thought it was, uh, was a shame if it were, were discontinued. So it's um, being continued within the uh, International Association of uh, Labour History uh, Institutes. And uh, well, as said, uh, bringing together scattered collections uh, on the domain of social history was the main goal. Uh, 15 institutes are currently uh, participating, and uh, they're from 10 countries. And as said, 1.5 million metadata records, 900,000 digitized objects. And we're going to add 2 million records more this year, coming from Russian institutes. I've been there in Moscow to have a, sa- a similar uh, presentation and um, the contributions that are coming from uh, Russia are from the state uh, socio political library, uh, the state public history archive. So very interesting uh, institutions uh, in this field. And I hope of course that um, after my presentation today you and your special collections in this field <laughs> will also be on the portal in short. Well, the portal was set up as a discovery portal for researchers. You can search, you can do faceted search uh, filter by team and collection, uh, browse the collection, and also see the collections presented on a timeline or a map. So as yes. you have seen, lots of screenshots. I will go through it quickly because I want to get you into the practical thing. How do I come from my collection in my institute to being in this portal? So. More screenshots, um, uh, where this is an example of how these collections are brought together in this portal. The Paris Commune, uh, or the Fourth French Revolution. Uh, I have entered that as a search term. And uh, you see 177 results coming from nine content providers, where some of them actually have only one record on this uh, event, and still they can be found now. Uh, well, you can filter. You can filter by institute, by content provider. In this case, uh, the Belgium Institute for Social History. And um, timeline. I have uh, chosen the theme, Communist Movements and Parties. And uh, this is put on a timeline. And as you can see, you can select there. But I, I think you can all go to, uh, to the <coughs> website uh, socialhistoryportal.org and then uh, see it for yourself. I have no, um, my experience with doing this sort of browsing live is not so good, so that's why I use uh, screenshots. (laughs) And a very uh, familiar image after this morning, the same Google map um, presentation of where the collections uh, are coming from. So that's uh, very short, very quick about the portal. I invite you all to visit it and to see what you can do there. So how does it work? How, how did the collections get there? And it's quite similar to what uh, Jane has said, and also what Kirsten has said. Uh, but we do not um, work only with EAD. We do uh, work with institutes that have different type of collection, not only archival dis- uh, collections. So um, on the left, yeah, left here, you see, um, the uh, different kind of uh, metadata structures that we work with, and you can see own database. So, of course, we promote standards. Standards make it much and much easier. But if you have a locally set up database, you can even you can join because um, we use uh, some sort of mapping tool where you say, okay, in my own database, I use this field for title, author, and fill it in, and then. Uh, magic will happen. So all these uh, different uh, metadata (coughs) uh, metadata is filled in, and then uh, it goes into the aggregator system, and then it feeds the social (coughs) history portal, as well as Europeana. Because the aggregator system will uh, put it in one big metadata structure, which is uh, similar, or almost an exact copy of EDM. So the social history portal is internationally oriented, but our European uh, colleagues that want uh, to have their collections in <coughs> Europeana can, like uh, in the Apex portal, say, OK, I provide this to you, but do it also on Europeana. And then, of course, only for uh, for collections with digital objects, uh, we will put it there. Because it's the same. You end up in the same metadata format, so no extra things are required. So. Having showed you this, I would like to go into some more detail on how you could also provide your collections that are related to social history uh, to this portal. Because I would really like to see some uh, collections from uh, the UK uh, into this portal, because there are none now. So what you need to do, you need to define a a collection, prepare uh, information on the collection, on the way the descriptions are structured, and on the vocabularies or uh, authorities used. And then send the item descriptions uh, and the information uh, to the team. And then uh, check if the aggregator system has done a good job. And then apply some tagging. And now, basically that's it. But I will go into detail on these steps So when defining a collection, uh, it means that it, of course, has to be related to the theme of social history, any social movement, labor relations, trade unions, women's history. Um, And uh, what's also very important is that you uh, are able to deliver the collection as such. So can you retrieve that collection uh, from your metadata system? If you cannot filter in your catalog on something that uh, that is, that is um, well, in, uh, to, to some query on a on specialty or subject, and you cannot get it out as such, then it's impossible to, to use. And uh, very important, uh, the collection must already be um, accessible online. Through an online catalog that you have. Because we, from the social history portal, we refer to your local uh, pages where people can go on and actually come to your institute to see it, if it's metadata records alone, or to go on uh, looking at your digital objects in more detail. Um, so, OK, then you have the collection. Uh, and collections can be based on, on subjects. But you can also think of um, the material Uh, For instance, uh, we at the ISSH have uh, contributed a collection that uh, was visual materials. So photos, posters, prints from the Dutch labor movement. So that could also be a criteria for selecting uh, a collection. Uh, Preparing your metadata. Uh, first, we want to, uh, you to really check your own metadata for spelling mistakes and uniformity on languages <coughs> and um, all sorts of authorities that you use. And then, uh, in this case, choose uh, what we call a domain profile. So whether uh, your data is library data or archival data or visual data. Because uh, based on that, uh, you, will get you will have to fill out a mapping sheet, what we call a mapping sheet. It's an Excel file. Uh, where you give information on your collection and giving information on the metadata structure. And that looks like this. So don't be afraid. It look, looks <laughs> really scary. <laughs> but it is not. This is an empty one. <coughs> and this is a visual profile. Um, in our institute, we describe our uh, photos in Mark 21. Anybody familiar with Mark 21? Mm. Yeah? So that I don't talk uh, any. Um, things that you don't understand. So we um, we describe our uh, photos in Mark 21. So I chose the visual profile, and then I have to, here in my local element, I have to say what sort of mark fields I use for, well you cannot really see it here, but what sort of mark fields I use for uh, title, author, um, size, all this kind of thing. And this is the filled out one. So here you see a filled out mapping sheet that I did for that collection, where I first say something in the collection sheet on uh, the collection I'm providing. So I say, okay, this is my institute. Uh, This is the language I'm using. It's a collection. This is a title, Dutch labor movements. It's about this period. So here I provide you uh, all the information on the collection, and you can see that some fields are mandatory, some fields are optional. Um, So at least you need to fill out the mandatory files. So basically, not too hard. Just go start at row one and go down. (coughs) And then I have to tell you, I know this is um, really unreadable, but um, I tried to switch between the presentation and Excel sheets, which did not work. This is the series items sheet. So there are basically two uh, sheets in the Excel mapping, file, ma- mapping sheet. And here, I fill in my information on which fields I use for a title author. <coughs> and I just go down. And if it's not applicable, I say it's not applicable. We don't use that field. So there's, there are a few mandatory fields, as you can imagine, <coughs> but uh, lots of optional fields. And if your metadata is not that rich, uh, it's no problem. I assume we all have a title or an author or a date. And if there's no date, you say uh, there's no date. So. Um, Basically, what you need to do is to fill this out per collection. Of course, not for every record you have to do it. I I assume that for one collection, your metadata uh, you use is the same, the structure is the same. Another thing uh, that we need to know from you is what you use for authorities. How do you describe countries, uh, (coughs) languages, uh, and uh, the period of time? How is it entered in your cataloging system? For instance, I just pointed out uh, that we, uh, in our metadata uh, records, use the um, abbreviation Dutch, that three letters, which is not according to ISO standards, I admit. But that doesn't matter as long as I tell them here that actually the local term that I use in my field 41, anybody familiar with the park 21, is the ISO standard. NLD for Dutch language. So of course we encourage everybody to uh, abide to standards and we have changed our catalog records since that because then we found out actually that we did something strange for the Dutch language. So then we uh, started to um, update our records to NLD. So uh, those are the things you need to fill out, actually that's it. Uh, choose your uh, profile, fill out the mapping sheets, fill out the vocabulary mapping sheets. And then uh, if you're ready, you extract the metadata from your system, put them on an FTP machine, or put them on the server where we can harvest it by OIA. OIA. I don't know if, if, you know, some of our institutions in this field do not have technical stuff or whatever, so anything that you can send, uh, Even in a zip file attached to email is fine. If you have a digital object uh, uh, that you want to show in the portal, please make sure that they are available online, (coughs) so at least uh, uh, the thumbnail can be embedded in the result page. Okay, so then you're ready. (coughs) What to do then? You have to email the support team. There's a support team, and this is the email I wrote. I just showed you what I write, very simple. I have a collection ready. Uh, There are so many records. This is the title. The metadata is available because I put it on our uh, OIE server. Um, Locally, we use Mark 21. Uh, This is the link to the schema. And I have attached the vocabulary matching table. That's it. And uh, I requested for an account (coughs) to check what they do with my metadata because then I send it, then they process it, and I have to check it, of course. So I request for an account for the portal tools, and I register the dataset. Well, the registration looks something like this. Uh, we have tools to check the content, if they've done a good job with my mapping sheet, uh, if they have done a good job with matcha- mapping my vocabulary terms to the standard terms. And uh, I can also apply themes to my collection. Almost done. <laughs> Because then you have to confirm uh, the proof of collection as it appears. The collection will be confirmed and put uh, through the API. And then it's available in social history portal. So really, um, I want to emphasize that it needs your expert as metadata specialist and cataloging people and not so much as uh, for IT uh, support. Maybe with the extraction, maybe with making the XML export from your system. But we can also assist on that. So I hope uh, you will join. (laughs) This podcast is copyright to the National Archives. All rights reserved.